Don't own the rights to this music. <laughs> we got to worry about that on Podbean. Black on Track Entertainment. It's your boy, Bishop, a.k.a. your boy. And we black in the building. We talking NFC East, NFL in the general now. Um, special guest in the building. That's right. Keep Big Daddy Dre. Keep the heads ringing. TD. Touchdown. Episode two in the building. We talking black coaches versus white ring, coaches. Ding, 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 not 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 like like them head to head. We talking about like getting the position, the pay discrepancy, you know, <clears throat> the total for each. Yes. Um so for me, talk on it. And, and I know Drake gonna go in on some pieces, but like I have an <laughs> issue with equity in America, whether it's in the classroom, the superintendentship, the coaching, like across the board. I mean, when you look at the presidency, right? Right. Um equitable outcomes and how people are treated different. And we know this as black people, we were raised that the rules are not the same for us. Right. Absolutely. Um, and when you look at the NFL and, and some of these coaching scenarios, you're like, what in the world? Right. Some coaches get fired. They got a job like already lined up. Right. Black they, coaches get fired. They, they got to go fi- back to be assistant something. And- they fired on Monday and have a job by Wednesday close of business. Right. Like, and, and we're talking as about a head coach as another head, head coach. coach. Right. So why does that happen? Right. Like, like, and you know, we watch like all these black coaches got fired. Remember that year all the black coaches are getting fired? We're like, mm-hmm. what in the world? Right. And be winning too. Before look, before we get started, before we get knee deep in this conversation, shout out to our shell. Hey, from the shout Raiders. Out, shout out to our shell and rest in peace, Al Davis. Because without our without Al Davis, we wouldn't have had our shell. So hey, shout I like out to that. Them. I like that. Raider Nation. And I'm not a Raider fan, but much respect to Al Davis for making I'm not our, either, but I got me some for, tickets. But uh, shout out to that. Going on sale. For uh, making our shell the first black head coach. Shout out to our shell. I like that, Dre. So we can carry your franchise as players. But we can but we carry can the luggage. We can carry the we can carry the other coaches' luggage when they come to being coaches. <laughs> the same thing. Wow. With, the same thing. Okay. All bullshit aside, and this is we talking about coaching, but we talk about quarterbacks too. We good Uh-oh. enough. Let's do we it. good enough to run the ball. We ain't good enough to throw the goddamn ball. Look at Andre Ware, all-star high school. I mean, all-star college player forced to play wide receiver, running back when he got to college. Come on, man. <clears throat> and, and Terrell Pryor is another one for Ohio State, State. forced to play wide receiver. Preach. Because. Oh, we're not too we're not smart enough or talented enough to play the position. Fuck you. Ooh. Oh. Hey, your mama. But what I'm gonna add to that is, well, we balling right now, are we? He's showing the world. We but they they know what's we've been balling though, Hmm. right? All right. Well, here's another one. Not because I'm biased for the Eagles. Randall Cunningham. They said he scrambled too much. U N L B, baby. He ran too much. (laughs) He scrambled. 
he scrambled too much. You wanna know why but, he scrambled? Because we can We can. Well, we no, got a full. But, we, hey, but, we got a full arsenal. See, but but watch this. You know though. why Tom Brady don't scramble? Because the nigga can't run. No, but watch this though. They said he scrambled too much, but John Elway, oh, he was a great escape artist. <laughs> a play on words, right, Dre? So, how, how they, so, so the white so, quarterback is a great escape artist. Yeah, he was and able. The black quarterback run too much. Exactly. So go fuck yourself with that one too. Yeah. See, it's a narrative, Steve, right? Steve, Steve Young was another one who ran, who ran like the fucking wind because the well, Steve Young, he he had a line. John Elway, his line was a fucking sieve. You can just run right through it at any given time. So he's running for his life. I get it. But in the same time, man, Cunningham was running for his life too because the line back then was shit too. But he was scrambled. He was deemed too much of a scrambler. Fran Tarkin, pre Randall Cunningham, another one for the Vikings. Right. He was a great scrambler. He was a great mobile quarterback. He was awesome as a mobile quarterback. But He's great because why? He's Fran targeting. But Cunningham, he's scrambling too much. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. And <laughs> if it wasn't for Randall Cunningham, you wouldn't be drafting college linebackers, making them defensive ends. And without Randall Cunningham, you wouldn't have Michael Vick. You hey. wouldn't have none of these fucking mobile quarterbacks we see today. So, Lamar Jackson. So all you. LJ. See, look, I'm finna go down another rabbit hole. Oh. I'm supposed to, but, and I'm getting fired no, up for. Eat. I'm getting fired up let's for no eat. reason, but still, no, uh, it's for, for a reason. It's for a reason. For, for Black coaches you, versus white coaches, it's for a reason. Let for go. all you people to think that we couldn't get it done at quarterback, fuck you. All even, right. even with black quarterback, uh, black coaches, you don't think we can lead a team? Fuck you, Philly's finest son. And you know what? When you look at the data of what these african-american quarterbacks and coaches have done in comparison like they are great right like like the evidence is there but they're still treated differently um but that's where we are in this country when we talk about equity for all right and we still have to to fight right and teach our kids to fight right like if you growing up and you're a quarterback in high school and you go to college a quarterback and you want to go to the nfl like it's tough but if they say you want to be a wide receiver if you want to go you, you like you got to make some decisions right so this mm-hmm. is my thing. You want us and you want us in college and in, in, in high school and on the youth level as the quarterback because you want to win, right? So you know if ain't nobody open, we can do what? <laughs> we can run. We can do a whole bunch. We can run. do a whole bunch. Right, right. So when you get to the league now, majority mm-hmm. of the league is black, but you know, white boys is only on the line or in or maybe in the slot. Or tight end. Or tight end, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you really, really put us at our positions, it wouldn't really be no uh, white quarterbacks in the league. Well, you know what? I, I, I will, I will get some exceptions to the rule, and yeah. I will, I will name bomb a few of them. One of them happened to be a cowboy, Moose Johnson. Oh, Moose! Moose. Yeah, you had, you had, uh, you had uh, Tom Rathman, Forty Nine er. Okay, that's fine. And then you had, uh, I can't think of the dude from Tampa Bay. But uh, he was he was a uh, uh, Mike Allstott. Like okay. that's his name, Mike Allstott. I think he, he was, was mixed though. But okay, <laughs> Mike Allstott was a train. And then even a throwback dude from uh, NFC East, John Riggins, was another one in the backfield who was a train. That's fine. That's a, but you, look, you just named those them. Are, those are <laughs> Drake going all the way back. Oh, hold me. on, that's hold on. Farm. You just named them though. <laughs> but again, that was a exception to them all. <laughs> Well, McCaffrey, should they we, tried to make McCaffrey. We, one, but... Okay, if you start naming us, you're going you gonna to run out of room, right? 
It's oh, the, for so sure. So the question is, how do we change the culture and climate? Uh, okay, I want to say something real quick. So you, you got your white quarterback, right? Right. And by the way, take us take us off your receiving core. You don't got none of these dudes. You're not mention none of these dudes. You're not. You're not. You're not mentioning none of these guys. Hey, you want to know why? You ain't gonna have nobody throw it to. Unless you're in Gillette Stadium. Hey, hey. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna say this. I think there are some quarterbacks that are non-African American quarterbacks that are great quarterbacks. Like, right. I, like Joe Montana. Like when I was a kid. Like I, I, I gotta say, I, we watched Joe Montana. But hey, I watch Warren Moon too, right? When the run and shoot. Um, but I think the problem is. There is this deficit minded thinking about black athletes and leading because they say you have to be smart to be a quarterback. Right. And it's a bad mentality to believe that we are not smart enough to lead the charge and be the face. But we already know that we can. I mean, we see it all the time. Right. Lamar Jackson gave a speech and he says, how's that for a wide receiver? Right. Like ball out, dude, every day. And I'm not a Ravens fan. And and the coaching thing. Right. Though, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we completely got away from that. It's okay. We're going to come back to it, though. <laughs> we come back to it. It's all the same thing. Because okay. co- your coach on your field is supposed to be your what? Quarterback offensively, right? Mm. So, coaching-wise, what they scared of? Well, because, Why they scared to hire us? Well, because... If we, we know they ain't going to let can, us own, own the team. We, we already know we that. Can do it. We showed that we can do it. We know we or, can do it, or though. Or they, they worrying about some of the blowback they're going to get at their next meeting. Oh, those meetings. Those meetings. Okay. The meetings that say Kaepernick can't get back in the league. Yeah. <laughs> headed by who? Pew, pew. Spirit headed by who? Pew, pew. Yeah. So, America's so in, team with a K. So, stop. Oh yes. My gosh. But regardless of the fact, we want us to, you know, again, uh, let me uh, let me talk about, we talked about this off the air a little bit, but I'm going I'm to bring it to light. Cincinnati, how they fired Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis was consistent. He just... Had he just got plagued by injuries. Now Cincinnati is the worst team in the fucking league, and they got the number one pick, and they're gonna get the uh, the boy Joe, uh, the boy from LSU, which is fine with me. But again, Marvin Lewis, they told him to kick rocks, and they got worse. <laughs> so yeah, how's that, Trey? I like that you fired up about this subject. Hey, I'm fired up. You fired up? Oh yeah. Say, it's ridiculous. But how, so, so listen, we talking about sports, but we know that we see the same symptoms throughout the country in a variety of roles. How do we get this changed? That's mm. on them. Well, they got to change their mentality. Ain't that what Jay Z was supposed to be doing, trying to oh. change shit? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man, but, I just read an article about Jay Z. I was but, like, dang. But the main thing is, is that the main thing is if we can try to get more people involved in upper management you know i've all and here's this is another thing off subject we too busy want to be on the team let's try to own the team i don't want to be on the team let's try to let's try to get in the box they ain't letting us in i understand that i I understand (laughs) that but if you know what had that but hey you can't have that because then everybody gonna want to play for that team well and so well they got that arab dude that just bought the jack the jaguars well they gonna let him buy that shit because he arab and and that's that's oil money that's all kind of shit you know they'll let them buy Mm. some shit quick just like what the brooklyn nets Mm. come on with the Mm. russian dude and shit mike come on man well mike on the uh, mike on the hornets come on bro so and that was who he bought the hornets from Oh, uh, dude from BET? Bob. Yeah. Here we yeah, go. Dude from BET. Soul your soul. 
He yeah. like he he had to, you know, it ain't like Mike just came out, yeah, I'm gonna buy it. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. He bought it from Bob Johnson. Right. How Bob Johnson got, I don't know. Well, I'm just but saying, it's just man, weird. We just name it just like you gotta you gotta like Al, a smidget though. Like you, gotta Al, smidget. you gotta go on an Al Davis a team. <laughs> Al Davis was the head coach <laughs> of the Raiders. And then he said, again, shout out to shout out to the, uh, the Raiders organization and Al Davis, man. Um, uh, Al, Al I Davis, can't believe this dude ain't a Raiders fan. He going in. No, you know what? I got a lot of respect for I got a lot of respect for Al Davis. Now, uh, again, I'm not a Raiders fan. I grew up in Southern California, right down the street from the Coliseum where the Raiders play. That's where I grew up at. But still, shout out to Al Davis, man. He said, y'all know the way I coach the team. I'll buy the damn team. And he worked his way through the team, through the GM, owner, and he held the team until he passed away. So hey, if that man can own the, go from coach to owner, I understand where you getting ready to go. You brother. already know where I'm I about to go. I already know where you okay. about to go, but I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just putting it out there. Hey, that's called white privilege. Oh, this motherfucker! <laughs> wow, that is not a story that that inspired me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, man. That nigga had the opportunity. <laughs> You're not inspired by that story. No, that's an American dream story. Oh. The fuck about that story. He had the opportunity to do all of that. So you know do we saying? have the opportunity to pass him up? Fuck no. They're not giving us that hmm. shit. You know what though? If uh if all these people, all these sponsors, you know, when you go to Dallas, you got the AT&T Stadium, you got Lincoln Financial Field, you got all these different stadiums, you know, BNR Stadium or whatever the hell it is. If if those corporate sponsors put more heat on the league about seeing more diversity and ownership then that's when you can start making a change. So that's funny that you say that because I was having a conversation with my friend about the NBA, right? And the rules toward the players, right? The NBA players, hey, they shirt up, they, they whatever, Because right? you know. You know what, NFL, what, what, what boy, the, they, you got to remember. Uh, like, Bill Russell and them when they boycotted the All-Star game in the 60s, though. Mm-hmm. They all boycotted. You know, we not finna display for y'all white folk until we get what we want. So the question is, how do they get to display their feelings in you the NBA, but that don't have like, right. Catman got a job, two different cultures. Mm-hmm. There's two different cultures. NBA is a, pl- the players pretty much run the team. They would talk to a player. Hey, LeBron, how you feel about playing with AD or LeBron go to the owners and say, Hey, let's go get AD. I think AD could be in that asset. You think right now, if Dak went to Dak Prescott, went to Jerry Jones and say, Hey, go, Go try to get Trevor Lawrence to back me up. You think he gonna try to listen? Well, that's a that's a bad yeah, example. Dak ain't got a contract. How you <laughs> well, hey, this but, is this is the thing with the, the NBA and NFL. NBA, nigga, we ain't playing this year. How about that? And this is what we can so go. So they do. control. But this the is what money. we can go do. We can go throw our own summer leagues and pack the stadiums and get paid. We can go overseas and get paid. That's what they can do. NFL, you can't do that because you can't play. You can't go play a pickup football game. You know what I mean? Yeah, there ain't no True. USFL ain't no, spring league. Right, 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 right. So what the NFL players got to do is say, "Fuck y'all, we ain't playing this." That's year. a hard thing to do, though, right? Then that mean you ain't eating, you ain't paying your bills. You right? can always eat. We mm-hmm. we still alive now. It's twenty twenty. You mean to tell me we can't make up no other shit? <laughs> we can't go get no money. Well, Come you know on. what, man, you know what, man. Come on. Not everybody is getting. Not everybody's getting that superstar money, money right? Especially on a team of fifty-three on a salary cap. Everybody else working nine to five. You can't go get one. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, but a nine to five versus league minimum. I'm just well, saying. Hey, well, oh well. Well, you know something. Well, then, well, then, then well, suffer. Then, well, then, then well, you just keep suffering. 
you know something? And I hate to say this. Make but, a stand. You know, I hate to say this. I, I saw this on social media. I don't remember who posted it. They were talking about athletes on how they go to colleges. They're not going to colleges for education nowadays. They're just using them as football factories. So if you're going to college and you you tell you studying underwater basket weaving and you just trying to get your time in so you can so you can go pro, you don't really have no job skills because all you ever did in your life is play football. But well, that's so- what we have as parents and people. We have to train our kids. They they coming to get you for something. You make sure you walk <laughs> out of there with something. Cali Vegas, somebody mad. I'm putting up the mad face. Oh yeah, that's Cali Vegas, baby. Shout out to Cali Vegas. Shout out to uh Tobias the comedian. Cali Vegas the comedian. They was on last night. And uh, who got jokes, motherfucker? Y'all about it? I'm telling Steven. <laughs> hey, but look, though, for real, though, for real, though, NFL got to make a stand. He said, fuck Steve. <laughs> wow. The NFL players got to make a stand. They, they, then a chance to make that stand was the whole cap deal. I'm not Sick. playing. Cap. Who y'all that white whole, folks going to cheer for that now? That whole cap thing was completely, and that's a whole nother subject. That was completely misinterpreted. Oh, we know. And misinterpreted by white America who created a story, but created a story that was not true. Like they always do. On social media that became something way bigger and an untruth. And we live in a time now where fake news become truths to people, right? And that wasn't what Cap was doing. And and they know what Cap was doing. I think the term you're looking for is alternative facts. Thank you. Alternative facts. They know what Cap was doing. The same shit Tebow was doing. They know what Cap was doing. <laughs> but that nigga had Afro. <laughs> and Tebow had privilege. Yes. They knew what he was doing. Make hey, but, but I know y'all don't like this, but I got to shout out to Tebow and his organization that helps children with disabilities. I, I Listen, I, I got to give it up because he do good work. It's all, it's all good. Go be a tight end, motherfucker. <laughs> but if you want to support Black on Track Entertainment, uh, Tebow, Tebow, I'm here for you. <laughs> We take Tebow. all really? dollar donations. Really? For Keep Black swinging that bat, Tebow. Wow. Keep swinging the bat. What up, Birdie? Spring training is right around the corner. We talking black coaches versus white coaches, privileges and coaching. Uh, inequities in America. Wow. It's right. hard to be a coach. Why is it hard to be a black coach and hard to be a, a, a black quarterback hmm. in these in the in the sport? Outside of college and high school, youth, college, and high school. We in like Flynn. Mm. Outside of that, uh, well, when, because, we get to, when you get to the league, what what's the problem? Because of what it represents, right? And so what it represents, the quarterback, the position itself, well, not the just, face, right? Let's just say head coaches. Because as you guys know, in these larger programs, they got that token. Now I won't say token because that's not the right term to use. But they got that one black guy that's on the staff. They help these kids who's never been anywhere or done anything and he get, who gets homesick and want to go back home. No, you don't want to go back home. You want to stay here. I'm here for you. I grew up in a single mom household and they give them their sob story and then they go, oh, well, I did it. You can too. You okay, know? so let's have a talk about this. So do you think that is wrong without having anybody there to motivate them to stay? I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is why is it good enough for us to to rope in the talent, keep the talent, but we can't be there to coach the talent. I agree. So I 100% agree with that. But I also think that you need to have individuals in those situations to help students because typically they come from places that they don't have those. I, I agree. Models. So again, we're good enough to rope in the talent. To We can relate to him, right? Because again, remember we talked about Sean McVay and how he was young, he can relate. Right. So we can relate to 
we can relate to them and we can speak their language and we can be able to relate to them in any length and, and we can have them do everything. We can run through a brick wall for us, but we just can't head coach them. So let me tell you what I think. I think you're right. But I think the problem is a deeper problem, right? It's how hiring practices in general, right? Mm -hmm. If you And this happens across the country in many organizations, right? Mm -hmm. People say, we're equity and diversity, and it's important to us. But then when you look at the people who are looking at the resumes, doing mm -hmm. the hiring, doing the interview processes, right? Their implicit biases take over, right? And as a result, they lack connection. And then when they rate people, right, mm -hmm. they rate the strongest candidate who could be a person of color, right? Mm -hmm. Lower because of their own implicit biases. So I think as we talk about the NFL, I think owners should be cognizant to ensure that the mm -hmm. people who are doing interviewing and stuff are culturally responsive. That ain't going to probably happen, but that is what needs to take place. Mm. Yeah. Sound like you didn't hit the head. <laughs> Hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm just saying, right? Because you know who in the building interviewing, right? It ain't a whole bunch of us interviewing us, right? No. It ain't. Bishop, what you got? Hey, you already know what I'm about. Say it loud. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> really? Watch it out. I'm on the scene. But listen, here's the thing. But if what Dre and I are, the discussion all of us are having about how do we change that, right? Um, and I know. We, look, this is our thing. We can't keep conforming to they shit. Like they just gonna keep adding shit. What more can we do? I know. So this is a larger <laughs> issue. Like right. Like I know. Like we've had this discussion in the space in education. Right. Right. Like, it's gonna take more than Wakanda to make change. Right. We are gonna need some abolitionists to to step forward. You know what make change? What? <laughs> Don't say it. Bloodshed. See. He it ain't going to, you, what, what? He want to have a civil war, No, all Dre. I'm just saying, though. Come all on, I'm saying, though. Come on, Dre. Don't, hey, help me out, Dre. Get him. You can march. You can kneel. You can chant. You can, you can create songs. You can do all this shit that we've been doing. <laughs> that ain't got us nowhere. This dude trying to have another civil war. All you I'm saying is, and this is, and this. He, he kind of low-key quoting Tupac, but keep going. <laughs> This is yeah. all I'm saying, though. What you, what we going, we on, we podcast and we, we YouTubing about it. Like, what? Right. What? He's what? You remember that? Remember Tupac kind of said the same yeah, thing yeah. in his interview. I I, I watched yeah, that. That's just all I'm ago. saying though. Remember he said you walk in. There's a room, and the door is locked. And then uh, so if room full of food, supplies. Okay, and no more war, Birdie. But shit, we got to do something. And it's locked. And he said, "Thank you, Bird." He say our uh, grandparents was we hungry. They non-violent. We hungry. We want to <laughs> eat. We hungry. And then he said, "Then we come. We like we we turn on the knob." We hungry, we want to eat. He said, then our next generation come, they kicking the door. We hungry, we're going to kick the door. We're going to kick your ass. We've been doing the same thing, just right. like you're saying. It's, I mean, I'm not agreeing with the bloodshed and all that <laughs> I shit. I was like, whoa, but, bitch but with same, me. But in the same time, is something's got to change. It ain't going to change by talking. We've been talking. We've been we've been trying to talk since we okay. landed over, so since we got over so here. here's Finally. the thing. We've been, we've been it's talking. It's going to take many years because I think many the change. Many more years? Listen, Shit. I know 400 years later, we got receipts, but change has to come from education. We raise a group of people a particular way, right? And their thought processes are already done. The system is mm -hmm. designed to continue and perpetuate the who, issues we have. Who got to get educated? I'll tell you what. Everybody. I'll tell you what. Colleges nowadays are not even being recognized for their talents there's only three colleges in this country that guarantee a job once you 
graduate. That's the Air Force Academy, the Naval Academy, <laughs> and West Point Academy. <laughs> exactly. So those are only three colleges that guarantee a job upon graduation. Shout out to Airman good. Davis. Good <laughs> shout out. Good. Google it if you think I'm bullshitting. So okay. the problem is, is colleges nowadays are being known as linebacker you, defensive back you, right. running back you, right. and, and skill position you. Right. They're not known for, hey, this got a great technical engineering program or it's got this or that. They're just known as that's, hey, I'm going to Penn State because that's linebacker you. So I think there's a process of education. We spent a lot of time saying kids, when they graduate, they need to go to college, right? Mm -hmm. But really, we should have pathways. The number one debt institution in the world. But, but we well, should have pathways. In, in and country. I like I agree with you, Dre. Like, I don't think the pathway is always a university or college, right? Mm -hmm. I think going into the military is an option. I think having a highly skilled career is an option. There are people who have good jobs. But we lean into this. If you go to college, you are successful. And if you play sports, that is your ticket out, right? But if you look at the percentages, the percentages are low. Mm, right. Okay, but does that have a lot to do with, of course, parenting, but your coaches too? So are as are black coaches taking a different a different stand than white coaches when it comes to the athlete, the black, okay. especially the black athlete? So is this this white coach promising more if your kid come to say your kid come to Clemson? I'm promising more. Of course, the black recruiters coach, do that. Like I'm sure you, that happens. I, as a coach, I not I never promised them up like shit. But hard work, dedication. So does black coaches approach different on recruiting? Okay, so here's the thing. Probably. When I go down and get little Elroy, I'm like, it depends look, on what you have, though, right? Like Clemson, they got bank. I mean, listen, Alabama. I mean, when you think of boosters versus um, where were we at in Russellville? I was, the same, <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing, depending on how big your booster right. base is. Yeah, like it's a money game. You, you know, I'm just saying. Well, I'm saying offering more on the educational side. You're going to get your degree when you leave here. Woo -dee, woo -woo -woo -woo. Well, of course, unless, I bet you they say I'm that. Unless I'm going to get that top, that you, top tier player. I tell you what, though, because the top tier I'll player you, going to the league. I tell you this: your your boy was a student athlete, and my boy was a student athlete. Now, if they had their choices of universities, and you walk outside and LSU got you a pretty nice uh, suburban or a Tahoe out there with all the works on it, and uh, and they got a they dropped a few uh, coins in a in a bank account, not exactly your bank account, but you got access to an account. Guess where your boy's going? You know what I mean? Doop, doop. Right. But us as parents and coaches know that percentage of you going to the league is yeah. very Okay, so that well, goes back to having authentic conversations with kids about. And so you all know that I have nephews that played high school ball, college ball, right. trying to get to the NBA, right? Um, The conversations was all, they all got degrees. So, cause that's not going to be a forever job, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you got to be able to do something Three to five years. It's a window. Um, for you to do something else, just in case that doesn't work. I mm -hmm. don't know if we do enough educating of our children because they only see the big dream, the fast money, the cars, the social media, I'm gonna live like this. Right. Like, um, and that, that's the dream they sold on. But the reality mm -hmm. is that's a small, small percentage because most of us go to work and do our time and, and do all right. Like we make a good life. So you have to, to give them a dose of reality. Here's a, here's a speech that I gave my son. <clears throat> and he'll tell you to this day, there's three types of people in this world. The man with the name on his shirt, the man with the name on his door, and the man with his name on the building. Which man do you want to be? And... Uh, he tried to be a smart ass one time and said, well, I'm going to play football. So 
I'm going to be, I said, oh, okay, well, that's my point exactly. You can be the man on the field with your name on the back of your jersey beating your body up, or you could be the man uh, writing checks in the box, or you could be the man owning the damn stadium. Oh, oh yeah, right. dad. Oh, dad, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> but we hype it up. Like, as parents and our culture, we hype up the sports thing from when they are small, as they go through AAU, ball, like, all these things. But do we do enough to educate them along I, the way? I tell you this. Gentlemen's by choice, shout out, because I know they do. Right. I tell you this. Bishop and I coach. And we coast, and way before you came along, when we coast here and oh, oh, I was still on, I, on I the know, scene, just somewhere well, else. He was just on the scene, but before you, <laughs> before you came to that particular camp family, I'm not gonna say the name of the family, but uh, we we pretty much emphasize education, Bishop, and you can attest to this. We ed- hold on, yeah, because I was uh, hold on. I came on I as an academic bum. advisor. I tr- I, I believe no, be- some of you did. Wait, before before you got there, that's what I'm saying. So a couple of parents You're talking about before that C Town merger. Yes. Before the, the merger. Before the merger. Before the merger. Hey, but we was doing that on the other side. But we was doing it on our side. That's what I'm saying. So we, we was, was doing, all doing it. We was doing great. <laughs> oh, yeah. We was doing grade checks. And we had a couple of parents low-key telling us, Well, I'm not paying for him for y'all to check his grades. I'm not paying for him. I'm paying for him to play football. I'm not hey. for y'all to be checking his grade. Well, look, lady. You don't understand when he get to high school and he got a 1.98, that brother's ineligible. He ain't gonna be able to play. But see, that's what I'm saying. I remember we had a situation when we were all together and we were trying, I was trying to get somebody some homework help. Some somebody had some issues, and mom was like, That ain't that that ain't what y'all supposed to do. Oh, okay. Right. I, I get it, but how do we like how do we change that mentality? Well, that's a mentality, and believe I, it or not, of hope. If my kid can make it to the league. Well, your kid can make it to the league, but it doesn't do any good when your kid make it to the league and everybody's got their hand in his pocket and he's uh, he's broke. And he can't read his contract. And he can't read his contract. So, like I said before, do black coaches and white coaches, coaches, do they recruit differently? Do they got a different pitch? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think that pitch, when I go get little Ray Ray, I'm keeping it 100 with him as a black coach. Right. One hundo down the track. I think as that white coach going to recruit Lil Ray Ray, he will. He, he I think he telling him what he want to hear, and he gonna take him to the campus and have gonna, some yeah. black kids escort him around, have a couple of black cheater cheerleaders take him to a party, and uh, make it do what it do, and show him that this is a college party town. This is going. This is what's happening. This is the college life, and then when he get there, it's a whole other story. Mm. Then mm. he end up transferring. <laughs> okay, last words: black coaches versus white coaches. Dre Day. Shout out to our show. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> TD, black really? coaches versus white coaches. We still have to fight for equitable outcomes in this country for all positions. Amen. Mm. And with that being said, this is Black on Track Entertainment. It's your boy, Bishop. Big Daddy Dre in the building. My girl, TD. And we'll be right black. Check us out. Wait, episode three coming through. We got more heat. Holla at your boy. What the hell was so wonderful about fixing cotton in the fall? Mr. Slave Man. The harder they come, the harder they fall. So come on, come on. Don't store low, I'ma stick you like a boot door. Doors locked, stop drawer, but the cow drops. You slept on a kid from the bulldogs. I don't move a bill, man.